Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberbuck Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. <laughs> We're both popping our heads in different directions. Welcome back to the show, Cyberpunks. This is the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I am your host, Tom or Robots, and we're back for a patch discussion episode and potentially other stuff. We're going to see how long it takes to talk about patch 2.0 development insight, the article that came out about the patch. And when I say we, I'm also talking about my co-host, Captain Logan. What's up, what's up Captain Logan? I'm doing good. There's, this is a busy <laughs> weekend, buddy. We got... We got a lot of news to talk about. There's a lot of stuff going on in my in my life. So, but other than that, I'm doing so good. It's yeah. busy, but I had a lot of fun yesterday, and I got a lot of stuff I got to do today. But this patch notes thing, whatever you want to call it, the, the <laughs> this news report came out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. I th- I think I don't know about you. I got some pretty serious opinions about it, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, if if you're not if you're anything at all, you are an opinionated fellow. That doesn't, that's not actually true, but um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Uh, but I hear you've been, you've been sailing the seas a lot in Sea of Thieves this, this last weekend. Uh, oh man. It's been a lot of time. Yeah. It's the third anniversary. It's double gold and double glory weekend. Like renown wow. is doubled. I forgot about doubled. that. It's amazing. You got to log in, get all oh, your free no. cosmetics and stuff. It's like the weekend to be doing it. All right, guys, I got to go. Logan's going to do the show. Over. I'll be back There's later. Patch. Um, I'll, I'll maybe I, I wonder if I could play. Could I play see of these while we do a show? I don't think that would be a good idea. Um, that would but, be really hard. That would be really hard. Probably do it. I, no, I got it here. I'll, I'll, I'll do both you and me. So, hey, guys, it's Tom Robots. <laughs> Is that my voice? Welcome to the network. We're going to be talking about lore and a bunch of other stuff. Take it away, Logan. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, we're going to be covering all the patch notes uh, that we got. It, we, we got patch notes <laughs> from Cyberpunk. It was a really, really weird way to get it. I don't know. Did you like yeah. when I heard about this, I thought they put out a video that was like an actual video report in game. And then I actually went and checked out the website and I was like, oh, OK, this is just uh-huh. This is just like flavor text. It's not quite as as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. What did you think when you heard that we were getting some patch notes? Did you immediately go check them or did you kind of like hear about them before uh, you got a chance to check them out? Yeah, I saw a link show up maybe on Twitter or Reddit or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, patch notes. And I clicked it and I started reading through it. And I very quickly, I understood what they were doing. I was like, oh, this is they're they're framing this because because we do this with some of my shows they're framing this like they're inside the universe and the things that there were the glitches before were problems in the world that have now been addressed and they're doing it from like a news standpoint right which is clever it's clever it's kind of fun it's in universe that's fine on this because you do it 
that's fine. Like I do this, I do this with my, well, I don't do this as a, as a way to explain problems. I do this as a mm. format for the show. So for example, the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast, we are stuck in a tower quote, quote unquote. Right. And we are, you know, pouring through this library of tomes of information in order to bring the lore to our listeners. And we're using a magic portal table thing to send our, you know, our recordings back to the real world so people can listen to it. Like it's all done in a, it's all framed in an in-universe kind of way, right? But what they're yeah, doing here is they're using that as a way to address and downplay the problems in a kind of acute manner. And I have a feeling that's probably the thing you don't appreciate about this. Yeah. So just to touch on the D&D thing, that is a way better way of doing it, honestly. If they had done this purely as a straight like video video and said, like, these are the things that are coming. These are the things that are working on it. And you had a dev like sitting in front of a, a camera and just doing the face cam thing. Uh-huh. I think I probably would have appreciated the delivery of this. Um, the news is good, uh, although God, reading the comments on this was like a uh, big surprise there. But okay, I, well, yeah, don't ever read the comments. <laughs> I had to, I had to, because I found one com, I found one com, uh, comment that really made my day. Uh, so I'll get to that, but yeah, you, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. The delivery does not, does not seem like there's much hubris in what was going on. Like they, they, they messed up at launch. They didn't do what they said they were going to do. And now what they are doing is fixing the game they're bringing quality of life changes they're they're bringing stuff that we've we've been asking for but mm-hmm. they're doing it with a, a bit of a, a a cheeky way of doing it and i oh god you know i just i wish they were just being a little more humble about how this delivery comes in i appreciate yeah. the flavor i love that i think it was really great this would have been a great way to announce a new gang coming into the game as dlc this is oh, yeah this isn't how i want to hear about how they're fixing the game okay so here let's do this i'm i'm gonna read the like the beginning of this uh and the details about the first issue they're addressing and that way any of our listeners who haven't read this can kind of get give give us their own feelings about this too because i I think even looking at the comments there are some people who really love this and some people who don't right just like every, yeah. basically anything else they've done over the last few months, you're going to have you're <laughs> both sides of that. Right. And some people are just like, yeah, yeah. it's fine, whatever. Um, so here, let me just read through it. Welcome to the special report of N54 News, bringing news from Night City to every night citizen stranded away from home. Stay with us if you'd like to learn more about some of the upcoming changes. I'm Gillian. Gillian? Gillian? Starts with a G. Uh, Jordan. And here's what's new in Night City. NCPD quick response team too quick question mark. I think this is where you start to have issues, right? You heard right. The NCPD quick response team is under fire from concerned night citizens and corporate corporations alike. The rapid deployment tactics they recently recently adopted forced mercenaries to think twice before pointing a gun at anyone, but will now be adjusted to give the other side some breathing room. What was supposed to make night citizens feel safe on the streets resulted in a staggering drop of public trust towards NCPD officers. Quote, my chum Jake was in a shootout with Tiger Claws the other day when he missed a shot and hit a pedestrian on the other side of the street. In an instant, the NCPD swarmed up on him and put him down. It's like they appeared out of thin air right behind his back. It's too brutal of a response for a regular incident, incidental murder. If you ask me, Mike from Kabuki 28. So, um, 
Uh, that's let, just the start let me yeah let me let me continue with this a little bit <laughs> aside from upsetting the local community the ncpd's effectiveness resulted in a tremor in the corporate security market quote personal security in night city has always been our priority the recent spike in ncpd efficiency might seem like a step towards safety but it isn't upsetting the fragile balance in the security sector might soon result in more people canceling their protection subscriptions and inviting gangs and terrorists to take over the city audrey foman militech pr manager and then it gets to the point where they address what's actually being changed. And they say, regardless of how you look at the situation, it seems that the, the change will be a welcome one. We asked our experts to analyze the situation. Quote, this is an important step in addressing the behavior of the police in our game. It should decrease the problem of events. And I'm sorry, NPCs spawning behind players backs and create an impression that it takes some time for the police to arrive at the crime scene after the crime has been reported. We've also added a recon drone unit to create the feeling of the police assessing the situation. And this is Patrick, the lead gameplay designer and uh, Lucas uh, technical yeah. design coordinator at CD Projekt Red. So that is the first thing that's being addressed is the police response in the game. And this is how they shared that information. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are your thoughts on this? First off, I love the flavor. I think it was really interesting that they decided to do it this way, but I absolutely wish that they didn't do it this way. I really don't. It feels like they are brushing off the valid concerns to an extent by trying to make excuses for why it's bad. Like they're trying to come up with like, like it was intentional, like, like there was intentional design for the way that this is made. And it's like, no, you guys just didn't design it well from the get go. Like, what was the, what's the point of trying to play it off as like, oh, they're too quick to respond and they're breaking the trust of the citizen. It's like, no, you guys didn't develop this out. You had a system, you didn't put it through its paces. Nobody seemed to like it. And your response is to put in like surveillance drones and have the cops spawn further away. So it takes a little more time for them to get there. It's like, come on, when are things actually like showing up? Like if you want to, if you want to make me feel like things are being reported immediately, then don't say reported, say, uh, you know, crime detected or, or, you know, like, uh, but I mean, even in this situation, it's tough because the way that the game is designed, you could be at a police activity doing the thing that the police are asking you to do. But if you step out like just a little beyond the zone of where that activity is, you start getting warnings about firing your weapon illegally. And it's like, dude, I'm trying to get cover so I can kill kill these guys because you asked me to. Why are you saying I'm doing the thing that's against the law that you hired me to do? So, right. I just, when they, when they come at it from this perspective, it's one of those things that, am I happy that they're doing this? Totally. I think that this really needed to be addressed because it really didn't make sense. And it really did make me hesitant to engage in any kind of fun, illegal activity from time to time, because I always knew the repercussions were going to ramp up severely Mm -hmm. the instant I started doing stuff. The biggest trouble is that all of the gang members that you can kill are completely labeled. So you know who you can and can't shoot. So the, the opportunity for you to fire at someone accidentally because you don't know like who they are and cause a crime is 
pretty slim. Like you have to intentionally kill someone and know that they're not a gang member. So it kind of takes out that, that sense of mystery behind like, should you kill them or should you not? There's no real like guessing work in that with them spawning further away. That's great because they used to just spawn behind you or in front of you in some cases, like there are definitely scenes where I just had people just like appear in front of me and I was like, how did you teleport right here? Like what happened? Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that. It's one of those things where you see them kind of coming around the corner or you, you see them running towards you, but it's, it's weird that they're running towards you. Like if you're going to do this, like give me the, give me the freaking pomp and circumstance around it, you know, have an AV fly in, let me see mm-hmm. him drop down, have an opportunity to fight them, have a police car drive up, spawn the car like a quarter mile away and then have it drive up and have them get out of the cars and then come towards me. It's like, give me a right. sense that right. they Put actually the arrived. Down. Yeah. 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 Instead of like them just like appearing and then running towards you. It doesn't, right. it still doesn't feel natural in this city that is supposed to be alive for the game yeah you know what this does (sighs) this this confirms this gives me more belief that my suspicions should be confirmed that the city is not running as a simulation in the background that the only thing ever happening in the city is within a certain radius of your character and um otherwise nothing is happening anywhere else the game doesn't have a you know a running system of like this is all the locations for all the cops across the city right now or even just you know within 10 blocks of you it only knows what's within like visual radius of you and that's it um because if this is the solution that they can get to right now with this then that means this is about as close as they are maybe this is the change they can make now but making like let me back up a little bit in something like GTA, you you cause a crime, you run away. There's nothing in this about you will be pursued and pursuing you would be will be improved. Nothing about it's only about the distance from spawn, right? So let's say somebody spawns down the street from you. Okay, you run the other way, you get you steal a car and you drive off. Do they pursue you or not? I don't know. In something like GTA, they pursue you and on your mini map now you've got a sense of like here are all the locations of the other cop cars in the area and where they are moving and what streets to try to avoid and what visual radius they have right so you have this sense that the world is existing outside of the things that you can see and they're going to keep hunting you down and if this ramps up more then those cars will increase uh you'll get you know things flying over top of you tracking you as you go maybe a drone that sticks to you unless you blow it up tracks you as you go there's been no there's no conversation about any of that the fact that that this is as, so transparently reported as that we'll add a drone and characters will spawn further away makes me go i mean that's, it breaks the the feeling of being in the world you know that's just i don't know like that Maybe that's the best they can get to with this. And maybe most games, that's the way they do it. They just spawn something outside of what you can see. So it feels like the police came from around the corner, you know, but does that mean that the police are always just around the corner for where I committed a crime? Like, yeah. shouldn't there be locations where I commit a crime and the police are the closest police officers are, are four blocks away or 10 blocks away because that's an area where it just didn't happen to have police in it right in the moment. Yeah. You know, totally. Like, or maybe there's variance in that. And one way to create that illusion would be you commit the crime, the crime gets witnessed or reported, 
and there's a random variable of how long it takes for the police to arrive. So therefore, it gives you the impression of a different amount of time it took the police to get there. Right. And maybe that's part of this, but I doubt it. I bet what happens is you commit the crime. It triggers the thing right away. Police always spawn within a certain distance and then you go through the paces. There's no variance to that at all. It always find it always feels like the police are always just around the corner from you. And again, that breaks the immersion. This is this is exactly this is exactly the thing that I see with like Red Dead Redemption 2. If you shoot someone in Red Dead Redemption 2, it gets witnessed and you have an opportunity. Now, bear in mind, it's a small opportunity, but you have an opportunity to kill that witness before the crime gets reported. And if you do that, then you go grab those bodies, you get rid of the bodies. You're free. Right. You're off the hook. Now, no one knows. Warranted, most locations in Red Dead or w- Red Dead, Red Dead are way less populated than most locations in Night City. True, but the fact that it could play out like that—like, what if you're on the outskirts of the city? What if you're inside a building and somebody has to leave the building in order to report the crime, and nobody else is yeah. in viewing or hearing distance from what happened? Right? Then, yeah, why not? Why not knock the guy over the head? You know, shoot him, stuff him in a fridge. <laughs> And get out of the get out of the building before anybody notices what happens, and then you're free to go. You know, like so. Here's here's an idea that I'll give to CDPR. If you guys want to make a system that works like this, you have the the mechanics in the game already. You already have the tech built into the engine, so you're set. All you have to do is take the functionality that you have for your net runners when you're being hacked, which points out a person and it says, this person is hacking you, and you have a direct sight line to where that person is, whether they're visible or not, and you know that they're hacking. Take that system and augment it so that you build in a witness system for your your crimes. If someone witnesses your crime, your Kiroshis tell you mm. that person is going to report your crime if you don't go after them. And that may be two or three people. And you could possibly take them out because you have really good hacks available and you can shut them down or you can blind them or you can memory wipe them. The functionality is in the game. Yeah, Please just cool. build it around what this system should be. Telling me that you're going to spawn cops farther away doesn't give me a sense that I'm living in a world. It gives me in a sense that you're trying to fix a problem that people are complaining about instead of taking a moment, putting it onto the table, playing around with it, molding it into something really awesome, and then coming back and showing me this beautiful thing that you've created. Right. This this was one of the concerns that I think was in the comments when I was reading through the comments and we still have a lot to get through here. So I just want to pick apart the, the, the cop thing specifically. But the overall comments that I've been seeing in the game, for one, are a little misguided because they're typically coming from a PC person perspective playing on PC. But two, they're all concerns in this patch that are being addressed currently with mods. And mods aren't supported on PC or, or on consoles. So that's that's the biggest trouble right there is a lot of people are like, hey, this is already taken care of. Fix something that's not taken care of uh, with mods. And I'm like, OK, but what about the console people that are half of the people that are playing this game? They don't have access to these mods. So it's been one of those things where I, I appreciate that. CDPR is addressing the mod concerns uh, that people are fixing the game and they're taking the low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to pluck that low hanging fruit, make a really beautiful meal with that fruit. Don't just cut it up into slices and hand it to me and be like, hey, look what we did, because it's just not it's not going to be good enough for me when I know what you guys have in the game. I know what you guys are using and I could see just 
coming up off the top of my head, a better way of building a system that would actually feel more, more like it was unique to Night City as opposed to just you guys trying to fix a, a busted system right now. Right, right. And I'm know. sure I'm sure the dilemma is getting something out there so that people feel like they're getting something out there versus how developed is it before you reveal what it is. Um, so I get that. I get that. There's a little bit back and forth. But I like your idea, though, of um, because the, the counterpoint to my point of, well, it's a much more populated area. If you had to hunt them down, other people would still see you. Well, yeah, I, I commit a crime. You see it. You go. Oh my God, I got to go tell the police. And I go, Oh crap, that guy's going to go tell the police. And then I shoot you in the head. The guy next to you goes, Oh my God, I'm going to go tell the police. Right. And then it's just chains. Right. But if you can hack that person, then they, nobody can tell who hacked them. Right. Yeah. So you could, you could very well create a like, you know, like, Oh, well, I'm just going to hack this guy. Now all of a sudden, you know, he's short circuiting and he's sitting there glitching on the ground and more people run away, but they didn't necessarily notice that you did it, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's, yeah, there's lots of ways around that. There's total, I mean, yeah. the creativity in the game and the technology in the game allows for that. Yeah. And that's what I love about the game. That's the thing that I think is great. That's why when I look at this notes and I was reading through it and I was like, what are they fixing? And I'm like, they're fixing the complaint. They're not building the the game up around how it could be better. Right. And I right. think that looking at like, as we kind of go through here and I definitely want to move on, um, looking at the rest of these and this is going to be a reoccurring thing for me yeah. is they're fixing the complaint they're not building the system better right it's so it's addressing uh it's following the letter and not addressing the spirit right it's exactly. that sort of thing it's like when you tell your kids like hey please make sure you pick well well i did pick it up well no but you didn't actually clean it and stick it in the dishwasher you know like like yeah. you're missing the spirit of why we pick up and clean things you know like that's what i'm expecting from you um yeah, I, I get that. I totally get that. So why don't we move on? We'll we'll hit yeah. uh, how many of these are there? One, two, three, four, four. That's what I thought. OK, so we'll do at least the next one and then we'll have time for the mid break and then we should be able to come back and do the, the last two and address them all in one episode because we're going to have lots of thoughts. So the second one is vehic vehicular manslaughter statistics higher than ever. Should I read through this again for everybody? What do you think? Please give people the full experience. Okay, the full. This is the full experience. The full Monty. Uh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> look left. I can take them if you want. Then right. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. I missed out on the live version and the video version of this podcast." Um, no, we're not actually giving you that full Monty. Um, look left, then right, then left again, and then run for your life as morgues are filling up the roadkill uh, with roadkill it is now statistically safer to stroll through kabuki market with shiny new cyberware than to cross some of night city's intersections the city council approved a bill forcing vehicle manufacturers to update their steering firmware soon the mandatory update will allow for better synchronization between the crystal dome system and the vehicle resulting in a more fluid and driving experience even when the image signals our signal skips a frame or two <laughs> the image signal. In addition, drivers should also expect to be able to better personalize their driving experience by adjusting the sensitivity limits to a level they are comfortable with, providing a much needed breather for insurance companies. Will this be a good change or will it subject morgues, <laughs> street sweepers and auto repair shops to economic hardship? Here's an opinion from our experts. Quote, analyzing feedback on our driving model suggests a lot of players we're having issues with the speed of the steering. Most complaints came from players using keyboards on PC 
or were on platforms with lower frame rates and centered around how hard it was to keep cars off the sidewalks and such. We have added a steering sensitivity slider to the options menu. This allows the steering speed for all vehicles and all input devices to be slowed down without affecting the maximum turn radius. When experiencing lower frame rates, our cars were harder to control. Well, of course, we traced this to some code that wasn't handling extreme changes in frame rate properly. The steering speed is now very consistent from 20 to 60 frames per second or 60 plus. Last, we looked uh, uh, we looked at a bunch of tweaks to individual cars and adjusted some of them that were too twitchy in low frame rates, including the player's Archer Hella. Uh, and of course, this was from the senior vehicle programmer, Seamus uh, at CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that one? So this is another one of those situations where, again, I'm going to be saying it a lot this episode, so get used to it. They're addressing the outcry and not fixing the actual system. When they go in, and first off, I hate the idea that they're like, oh yeah, some morgues are getting filled up too much. And this is gonna be, is this gonna cause economic hardship on repair shops? We don't get to repair our vehicles. We have to resummon them. So <laughs> right. get that out of there. Right. Auto repair shops, street sweepers. I've never seen a street sweeper. I see like dead bodies fall from the sky and then a couple cops appear later on and they're just like dragging the body across the floor to go queue up whoever it was that fell from the ceiling or from the, uh, from the sky rise. This is one of those instances where most complaints came from players using keyboards on PC or were on platforms with lower frame rates and centered around how hard it was to keep cars off sidewalks and such. I just, okay, I can understand on keyboards, you don't have analog triggers, you mm -hmm. don't have analog sticks. It's all it's, or nothing. It's just, it's all or nothing. I can totally understand how that is frustrating because you, you barely tap and it, so it, it veers off of that. So I totally get that. That doesn't fix the sensitivity thing in my mind. I don't understand how lowering the sensitivity of the steering is going to amazingly impact how fun it is to turn these vehicles. And speaking to vehicle or to, to platforms with lower frame rates, I played 130 hours on a Series X. It was still a real pain in the butt to try and drive vehicles, whether it was high frame rates or low frame rates. And them talking about 20 to 60 plus FPS, like, are they suggesting that the frame rate is going to be 60 plus? Some platforms can't even get 30s. If you, if you can mm -hmm. say that you're going to give us 60 frames from 20, like, this better be one hell of an update to be able to improve performance that much. This I just don't see it. This is so that the 10 people playing with their 3080 TIs don't have to stress out. Yeah, that's, that's what that is. <laughs> I the, the thing that I have a problem with is that it feels like they're adding a slider to a broken system and they're hoping that the slider, the sensitivity slider is going to be enough for them to quell the uprising of people who are frustrated with how slippery and how or how twitchy these cars are instead of really just taking some time and working out how these vehicles feel playing other games analyzing them playing hell just go play forza for a while and get a sense of like how those games are and how they address it like they have so many more options for you to dive into to vehicle driving and vehicle driving in this game is important you have to do a lot of it to get from place to place. The The jump points for fast travel are everywhere, but it doesn't feel as fun. It doesn't feel it's not yeah. like swinging around in Spider-Man. So to see them take this and just kind of say that they're adding 
for one to kind of play it off that not everyone was dealing with this it was only pc players and only people with low frame rates on consoles it's like excuse me i no sorry i don't buy that yeah. it was everyone and i just have a hard time feeling like this is going to be the good fix that everyone was hoping for right right you know do you think having having to wait we don't have a date on this yet right there's no date i've seen i don't know if you've yeah. seen one i don't think one's been leaked since i read this no um does this give you the feeling that this is not a patch where all hands are on deck this is a no this this small section of developers are the patch people and they're going to work on it and they can only get these four things done in two months rather than i mean we're taking the whole entire team we're pausing anything else we're doing or at least the, the entire team that could address these issues and putting them on it obviously you don't need the art team doing this but you know the coders the the testers yeah um does that I, and i don't work for a developer so i don't know but it i mean this is only the second one the answer to was I mean, think about it like this is what you're saying is let's take a look at the driving thing and try to rework it from multiple angles in order to make it work better their solution is we took a look at the driving thing and we're adjusting one parameter yeah i think that's what this boils down to is this feeling of we took a look at the police we're adjusting one parameter we look at took a look at the driving we're adjusting one parameter we're to, you know, like it's all about like we this is the one thing we've been able to tweak in these last two months in order to fix this thing rather than we're going to adjust these seven different parameters in order to give you a much more realistic driving experience. Yeah, no, and, and I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that it like they need to address a certain number in order to feel uh, for us to feel OK about that. What I'm saying is, had they taken the perspective like you're saying where they're they're actually focusing on the spirit of the thing then we would probably get more than just all it took was one parameter change to fix this most likely That's, yeah that is my biggest issue is that it feels like they're they're adding a slider to pretty much everything and that is their that is their fix it, do, it doesn't feel like the whole team is working on this it, it totally feels like they've got a team working on the next gen patch and hoping that that will fix a lot of things that people want to play the game on. And then they've got the rest of the the development team working on the upcoming DLC because they know that they have to get that out because it's already on a roadmap. And it's like, nah, yeah. you know what, yeah. man, just take everyone, anyone that can and work on this stuff. Even if they're, here's the thing, animators and, and, uh, modelers and, um, artists, they, they're all QA testers in, in companies like this mm -hmm. and, and, and look at other, even like big companies like blizzard. If you do a job, you still play the game because yeah. chances are you're working on an aspect of it, but you're not going to be working on the aspect of it all the time. You have to wait. There's a, a, a pipeline. And if one person's working on something that you need to work on, you're free, but you're still getting paid. So they're going to have you play the game. Right. So whoever's not working on something that is immediately like taking into the next update is going to be working on stuff that's in the future or playing the game. And they should be having people play this game because 
I think the problem is, is that they're, they're too deep into the forest to recognize that they're, you know, they're looking at a tree, think, not realizing they're in a forest kind of thing. I can't remember what it is, but they're too close to yeah, it, see it. Yeah. They're too close to it to see what's going on. And I think that's the trouble that's going on right now is, is they're looking what the computer, they're looking at what everyone's saying. They have a really good diehard community that is is dedicated to this game, and they're all they're all saying what they want fixed. And CDPR is not looking at what they can do to fix that solution by building a better system. And so right. many times I've played games where companies will see what the feedback is, recognize what the issue is, and then fix something around that issue that is much bigger than just you know ticking off the one checkbox on the, 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 the hot ticket that came in from the community. And, and it's just, it's kind of a bummer because it doesn't feel like everyone is on hands or, you know, all, all hands on deck for this kind of thing. It feels like there's a, a team that is working on the patches that are going to be taking care of the biggest issues. There's another team that's working on uh, the, the upcoming next gen console patch. And then there's another team that's working on the, the uh, coming uh, expansions. Yeah. Um, I think, I think you're, I, I think we're both on the same page with that. I think that's, that's the way it feels. And if it's not like that, and you know it's not like that or you're you know working for the developer and you're able to talk about it or whatever and you want to correct us please let us know because i, I don't want somebody walking around saying hey we heard the podcast uh, you know the cyberpunk podcast the lorecast said this is the way they're doing it we don't know for sure what, I'm, what we're saying is it feels that way and if it isn't actually that way let us know and if it is actually that way let us know you know like please confirm it um the the last thing i want to say about this and i think this goes to the whole spirit of it and we're going to continue this after the break because there's two other other points that we want to go over. And I, this all really does warrant an entire episode because it's it's worth talking through this stuff. The reason why people have these issues, the reason why people um, bring up these problems and say that they don't like the way the steering feels, they don't like the cops spawning behind them, isn't just because game doesn't feel good. I want game to feel better. That's not it. It's a it's a foundation. It's a core misunderstanding of who their target audience is and what that target audience expects. And this is an issue of maybe they bought off more than they can chew with this, or bit off more than they can chew because what they did is they took an IP that is a role playing IP, a pen and paper role playing IP. And I'm not saying that everybody who plays this game on PC has been a role playing you know, pen and paper player. But what I am, what I am going to say is because of that pedigree, that means that people are expecting whether they claimed it or not, whether CD project red claimed it or not for this to be a game that feels like you can role play in the world. That's the spirit of the complaints. So the, the reason why people get upset about police spawning behind you or about the cars, not feeling like they drive well, and being able to adjust that is because if you were actually living in this world, the cops couldn't spawn behind you. It takes you out of the role play. And why these adjustments don't actually fix things in that spirit is because it takes you out of the out of the gameplay. The, the cops just spawning a, a half a block away or you're fi we're going to fix the steering of the cars with a slider. Why not adjust? Why not have the ability to tinker with the car and adjust the feeling of the car you know like 
if you yeah. own a car and you want it to drive better, maybe we could adjust, you know, the the tolerance of the steering. Maybe we could adjust um, how springy the suspension feels, you know, how, how much grip the tires have. And I understand that that is that is a much bigger ask. Like, I get it. Like, that's a much bigger system. It takes a long time to develop that stuff. But an Tackle answer at a time. an answer that tells us that that's the direction we're moving in would make the community a lot more trustworthy in what you're doing with this game. These answers lead the community to, to think that what you're doing is you're addressing these little complaints and what they will never get is the thing that seems to be the spirit of this, a world that they can truly role play in. And if that's not what they're going to get, then they're going to go away. They're going to go play something else and they may not even want to play the DLC. Because that's, that's the thing that yeah. they want. We get it. You guys make you make awesome stories. We love the stories. And sure, some people, a lot of people are going to come back for the stories. But if you really want to hit a home run with this and you really want the multiplayer version of this to work, it needs to feel like a world you can role play in and giving us text that feels like that without updates that feel like that feels like we're getting mixed signals. That's why people are upset. Yeah, so that's that's exactly why I have so much issue with the way that they're presenting this patch. Right. They're role-playing these patch notes with really shallow updates. Right, and the role-playing is great, but the updates are too shallow for that role-play. It doesn't match. Did did I tell you? I can't remember if I told you or not. When I was feeding through all the uh, the when I was I was going through all of the comments. Do you want to know like what the what the PC community wants so much out of this uh, up out of these updates? What is that? A walking high hop key. They just want to be able to walk. Like yeah, you can jog and you can sprint. You can't walk. Right. And the reason why everyone was asking for a walk hot key for PC is to role play yeah it's just yeah. to role play yeah. everything that they wanted was either walking or romance options they want to rpg this game right you have to give them that but you can't give it to us with a slider that just changes the the, the sensitivity <laughs> of your jog right 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 you need to you need to build in a key that actually does that um yeah the the, the last point before we move on we do the middle of the show and the rest of the notes here the example of what they need to learn from is uh is two examples different distances distances moved along no man's sky and fallout 76. no man's sky created a game that did not launch to match the expectations that they they had hyped and they they admitted themselves they they hyped something that that wasn't actually in the game and it didn't match what people wanted they've spent the last few years building what people want and people love it now they can they can actually be in this what seems like an endless universe in space being who they are in space seeing their character interacting with other people or not exploring all these different worlds with all these different biomes and creatures and, and this endless assortment of things and building their space bases and doing all the things that that were originally pitched that the community had asked for and the developers understood that that's the way to make this game a success and they did and get this the year after that game came out i bought it for like i don't know 10 bucks 15 bucks used at a gamestop and you can get a copy of that game today on sale for less than 30 dollars 
So like the value of that game dropped precipitously in that first year, but because they've been updating it, I have a feeling they've been selling more and more every year. Every time there's a big new expansion, there's a big new patch or whatever. And that price has gone back up. Uh, Fallout 76, that game released. People said, we don't like this. It doesn't have NPCs. It's all, it's full of bugs. And um, we can't actually role play in this world. We, we can't, we can't role play in this world. And what have they done? They've fixed a majority of the bugs. The game is way more stable than it used to be. Um, way past what I even expected them to be able to, to pull off, having to shove that engine into a multiplayer game. Um, they've added NPCs multiple times that have now built out stories. And I've talked about them on the Lorecast. They're interesting, dynamic stories. And you can role play in the game. You can role play with your friends. You can go into your private server and build things. And they're building that out. They're continuing to add more and more and more to that for people to role play in the games. What they expected on launch was people to fight each other and to, you know, for it to turn into some version of like Rust or something. But the community didn't actually want that. So instead of continuing to build out this thing that the community didn't actually want, they pivoted and they've been building it and putting it in a direction where it actually works now. And now there's articles from like PC Gamer and all these other places that are saying, hey, jump back into Fallout 76. It's actually a good game now. That's amazing. <laughs> like it, the, the negative publicity has now flipped. Um, so my point being, if Cyberpunk wants to be the game that people want it to be in order to find that kind of longevity and success, then they need to start building towards the spirit of what people are asking for and add things like walking. And yeah, there's bugs. You should fix the bugs, fix the bugs. But when it comes to these kinds of gameplay elements that allow you to feel like you're role playing in a world, then please move in that direction because that's that's what's going to make this game work in the long run and especially for multiplayer. So I'm, I'm getting off my soapbox now. I'm putting it back in the closet, putting it over here. Um, but th that would be the lesson that I would learn from that. I'm, and these these updates don't show us. They don't convince us that you've learned that lesson. Um, now, maybe you don't want to learn that lesson. Maybe you just want to take the money that you made off of this game and put out the DLC and leave it, let it be its thing and go on and do your next thing. But I have a feeling people are going to be less trustworthy of the next game being what you say it's going to be, you know, and that's unfortunate. Like, kind of, I kind of like CD Projekt Red. I've liked what they've done in the past. I want them to continually be seen as a good developer and so i hope that they're able to repair that yeah yeah i i and i i love the stories i really want them to make a phone call to rockstar and be like please what's it going to cost for you to help us out you're working on gta 6 it's going to be out you know 2027 so you got some time <laughs> right Help us out. Help us understand these systems. Make a phone call, please. Like, Holy crap. I know you guys are independent, but yeah. it doesn't take much to, to get some help in the game industry. There's probably people at Rockstar that are looking at this and thinking, ah, we solved this problem help. 15 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And totally. I think that's the trouble is, is that we have these other games that do this so well that when I read these, these patch notes and I think, they're being quirky about it. They're being kind of, you know, cheeky about their, their updates by trying to role play it. I'm like, no, you guys, this is stuff that's, that this is solved. These things are solved. So, but I don't want to get into it before we jump into the next section. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think that's, I think that's all. I think we're all, you and I are on the same page. Um, yeah. Very true. All right. Let's move on to the middle of the show. We'll be right back.
Hey, Logan, do you know what next week is? No, what's next week? It's our patron chat week. Oh, yeah. That's next I week. Forgot. It's this month is already almost over. It's the 21st. Next week uh, oh is the 28th. So this time next week, we will be getting together with our patrons in order to talk about stuff. So patrons uh, tier or upgraded patrons. This way, this I have different patrons, Patreons, and they work different ways. Um, <laughs> upgraded patrons. That's uh, three of you, Ethan D, Kather and Toasty. So and Toasty, who's in chat right now. Um, let us know what you guys want to talk about next week and we will talk about it. And anybody who wants to sign up as an upgraded Patreon patron, then uh, go to patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast. Check out the different rewards you can get for both the regular um, subscription and then the upgraded subscription. And if you do the upgraded subscription, you can come join us next week. And thank you to all of our patrons. We've got 14 of you at this point. Thank you so much to all of you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for being here and supporting the show. We really do appreciate you. And I, man, I'm looking forward to talking with our patrons again. You guys are awesome. And I love your perspectives on this game because, you know, Logan and I get to talk with each other all the time about it, but we don't always get to talk to everyone else. So let's talk about what you guys want to discuss next week. I think, I mean, there's plenty of, plenty of topics we could come up with. So let us know in the discord and we'll move forward with that. All right. Thanks again to all our patrons. Let's move on with the rest of the show. Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple months with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so we've got two more two more updates from this patch, and I have a feeling we've kind of said most of what we're going to say about the fundamental issues. So we'll probably talk a little bit more about the specifics on each of these. Um, so let's read through them. Uh, rock and roll for racers. No, it's not a new genre of, of music. The brand new rock and roll vehicle subsystem will allow any unfortunate street racer who missed a turn and ended up stuck on a pile of garbage to quickly get back on track. The system allows drivers to rotate or rock their vehicles back and forth in order to regain traction. Gone are the days of, ab of abandoning a vehicle in the middle of the city just because things got out of control. Accidents happen and being in a rush isn't a crime. Now, if somebody peers out of nowhere when you're crossing a red light, you will still be able to make it to your meeting on time and let your insurance take care of the mess. Still not sure whether you need the subsystem installed on your vehicle? Let our experts convince you. Quote, there are cases where our vehicles can be beached or high centered on stuff in Night City. 
We have now added an unstuck feature that kicks in when you are accelerating and not moving. While holding down the accelerator, you can now rock the vehicle forward and back or rotate it left and right. Seamus, senior vehicle programmer. <laughs> Shane, Logan's shaking his head. Oh my God. Uh, okay, so I, I, I feel like I'm just gonna ignore the fact that this was not addressed in QA. Mm -hmm. And that if this was something that they didn't intend for, then they probably should have had the leveler level editors actually go in and adjust how things interact and redesign parts of the environment so that this doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to I'm just going to ignore that complete disregard for level design at the moment. Let's <laughs> wow. talk about okay. rock and roll. All right. Subsystems. All right. So what do you Subsystems. Think? Okay. Yeah. This, I don't. Un okay. <laughs> How do you really feel? Why don't these things just have physics? Why are you getting stuck on this? And if I want, I go and I throw a grenade under it, and the grenade explodes and destroys the car. Or if I take a bat or a hammer and I go hit the car, it shifts the car, and the physics and the gravity take over, and the car gets to a point where it can gain traction. Have you seen the video for this rock and roll system? <laughs> you guys it need to is watch ridiculous. The yeah, it yeah. is ridiculous. Here, let me let me just let me just see if I can find. Actually, I can pull said. it. I can pull it up probably. Um, here, you keep talking. Okay. I'm going to set this up on screen uh, while we do this. This is how this system works. While holding down the accelerator, you can now rock the vehicle forth or back or rotate it <laughs> left or right. For one, the fact that they put or in there twice and, and then left it out of the last one and just did left slash right. Like mm -hmm. who? Who proofs? Who proofreads this? Uh, Here we go. But the, Here's the video. Do you want to keep talking for a minute? Yeah, I'll keep talking. I okay. don't think there's any. I don't think there's any dialogue in the video. But yeah. Okay. Here it is. This while you're talking, check this out. So ridiculous. You hold down the accelerator and rock the vehicle forward and back. Like what? The, how? Do, this doesn't even look natural. This doesn't look like anything that like you should be able to do like it doesn't make any sense and i don't understand how they thought this was the appropriate way to address this system if the car gets stuck the car gets stuck that's that's a problem that happens in the real world you have to figure you have to call a tow truck and get it moved you don't have a subsystem that just lets you move this thing like it's a on a bunch of strings and you're just messing around with it i don't like it's ah uh, right. i'm so frustrated with this yeah again this, this is, is sorry I, I jumped on top of you go ahead no 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 go ahead uh again this is an issue of treating this like a video game and not a simulation right not role-playing the world like you're right in the real world if you were to get your car stuck on something you would get your car stuck on something but also in the real world you might have a way to use physics to get your car unstuck from the thing right like you could push another car into it and up against its bumper and kind of gently shove it until it gains traction on the ground again and then can move you know you could find a way to lift it and move it you could get four guys on each side of the car and everyone lift at the same time and move it two feet to the left and put it back down you know like there are ways of making this sort of thing work out um rocking like that you're right like that doesn't it's not the way physics works 
it's a video no. gamey solution. Also, how often did you have this issue, Logan? I rarely ever ran into this issue. I don't even know why this was so, so addressed in the patch notes. I, if I did, I probably just chalked it up to, oh, that sucks. And then I went and called like one of the other eight vehicles that I have, or I just went and grabbed another vehicle from someone. Right. I don't, I don't have a specific memory of having this problem. Uh, And if I did, it probably was so minor that I just went and did something else. So I don't know why this is one of the top things to address. Um, and 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 the th- so Thanatosted puts in chat. Um, yeah, if you had gorilla arms, sure. You know, like it, you've rocked a car until it got unstuck, but that was because the car had grip to the ground and could move itself, right? Like oh, that that was in regards to my to because he he mentioned earlier. He says Logan, maybe you maybe you've had a different experience, but when I whack a car with a baseball <laughs> bat, not much happens. Not much happens. Sure, sure. But imagine imagine if you had gorilla arms and you could walk up to the thing and there was an interact button. You hit push and then it shoved the car a foot. Yeah. You know, like, yep, that could happen. Like you, you got augmented freaking arms. You can push hundreds of pounds with just your arms. Maybe you can get the car to move a little bit and then edge it so that the wheel gets hits the ground again. And then all of a sudden you can drive it, you know, like, why not? Um, yeah, it's a system. It's time that they spent develop, developing an entirely new system to fix a problem that I don't think anyone really should have cared about. Like, I don't like, I understand if you role play that and your car gets stuck, it's like role pay, role play your way out of that. Then don't, right. don't be like, hold on, let me activate my rock and roll subsystem on this car. So I can rock and roll this car yeah. off of this thing. And it's like, yeah. no, also don't. it still takes a while to get it off. You know, it would be faster getting out of the car, summoning a different car or stealing the car right in front of you and continuing driving. Yeah. It's not even a good solution. Like, no. Um, and that, uh, that's where I, that's where I run into the situation where they are addressing a, a, they're, they're so rigidly addressing the comments that are coming out from this instead of taking it, building it into a better thing and then showing us what they're creating and, and looking at the reason why folks are upset with it, as opposed to like, it's easier for them to do this than it is to go in and make adjustments to the actual world so that this doesn't happen. Or that if it does happen, that they give you a way to interact with the car so that you can actually, and I understand I'm Mm -hmm. not a developer. I can't tell you how hard it would be to have your character interact with another object. I understand that that is a very tough thing to have happen, but you could do that. You could do a number of things Mm -hmm. and this does not feel like a natural solution to the problem that I really don't know needed to be addressed. Right. I agree. I agree. I'm ready to move on to the next one. Okay. I feel like we said enough enough about that. Um, Yep. All right. Final, final update, update your neuroprocessor drivers or die. This is not a joke. It's raining men in Night City and not for the reasons you'd expect. Just over the last month, authorities recorded nearly 4,000 fatal accidents caused by a neuroprocessor glitch, causing users to dodge without intending to. The manufacturer has prepared an update to address the issue. According to our survey, over 30% of all night citizens experienced an irresistible urge to burst forward for no reason, and the majority of affected people admitted that it put them in danger of falling from high place, from a high place. Manufacturer claims that the glitch is caused by a lack of perfect synchronization between the user's brain patterns and the neuroprocessor. 
The update will allow users to better personalize their chips and match software responses with their neural patterns. Aside from res resolving the issue with sudden dodging, it will also mean that people will find it easier to move and use the chip, regardless of their handedness, abilities, or personal preferences. What do these improvements mean in layman's terms? terms? Our expert provided an explanation, quote, Dodge on double tapping a movement key can be turned off in the control setting. The dodge action can still be performed by double tapping the crouch toggle action key default C. It should now be more feasible to move WASD bindings around the keyboard. There still remain a few bindings that need to be addressed, but these should be fixed in upcoming patches. And this is from Watchtech. I don't know if I pronounced your name right. Uh, tools programmer at CD Projekt Red. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that about was, this one? <laughs> that was definitely layman's terms. Uh, yeah. This is another one of those situations where I was looking at what was causing headaches with people. And I was like, hmm, have I ever double tapped to where I it caused me to die? No. Would I have rather had crafting multiple things at the same time and dismantling a bunch of stuff at the same time and having a better crafting <laughs> system? Yes. <laughs> Do I think these patch notes address my concerns with the game? No. Did they spend a lot of time RPing this? Probably not, but they still spent some time RPing this. I don't know where they came up with it. Like, seriously, they're, they're like recorded nearly 4,000 fatal accidents. 4,000? That's a number that you guys came up with? Oh, and then according to a survey, 30% of all night citizens experience an irresistible urge to burst. What? I mean, no. that could be as simple as like, did you ever accidentally do a dodge without meaning to? Of course you did. Probably. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. Did it kill you? Did it become a regular thing that your brain didn't eventually just fix from playing the game enough? You know? Yeah. And, and this is another one of those things where I don't really understand why they are, they're addressing the, so, okay. Just to kind of go back the, the rock and roll racing console PC uh, adjustment, the vehicular statistics, the, the, the sensitivity for steering console PC, the uh, night city quick response team, console PC. When I look at the upcoming neuroprocessors drivers or die, when they, when I look at the double tapping movement keys and I look at them rebinding key things, that's a PC issue, right? What about the half, half of the player base that are looking for a quality of life change that aren't impacted by this because it's not an issue for them because they're on controller. Or what about the PC players that are using controllers? Like, I don't see why this was a, a thing that, that trumped so many other options that we could be getting with a 1.2 patch. Now, right. I don't know what 1.3 has. I have no clue what 2.0 has, but it doesn't feel like this was a huge enough issue for me personally. And, you know, maybe if you're listening to this and you're thinking, God, finally, Logan, shut up. This is what I need. <laughs> That's for you. Awesome. But there are a lot of other people that think like me that wanted better crafting tools implemented first over did I accidentally dodge and it killed me and I have to restart on my SSD that's really fast and it didn't really take that much time yet crafting one thing takes forever and trying to not and trying to be able to craft multiple things is going to waste a ton of time and there's nothing in SSD is going to fix that for me right right you know what I would love to love to find out hmm. I would love to if you are a developer especially somebody who mods games especially if you're somebody who has modded uh 
key bindings in Cyberpunk, how long it would take you to make this update as a mod? It's done. It's done. You're already done. These mods are already taken care yeah. of. One, they're already taken care of. But I have a feeling that this kind of, I, I, again, I'm not a programmer. I'm not a, I'm not a developer. I've worked with them. If this, in my experience, having managed teams, like remote teams that did programming and updates to code, I, if I had this as an update on our sprint for the next week, I would anticipate that that external team could probably make this update in a week, two weeks tops. Yeah. And, and that's just my experience. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't feel like this is a huge thing. It's, it's a one developer thing that could be addressed with just a few days worth of work and then some testing and then confirmation that that testing is good enough to deploy. So we're looking two weeks, right? Like, that's that's the thing that's the thing is is like a lot of these problems were fixed by modders who are one to two people max that are just building this and they did it over the last two three months so mm-hmm. it's it's not, these things are hard to do these are easy fixes that modders have already taken care of the only difference is that these things are coming to console which can't get mods so the fact that they're getting changed is awesome for console players it's but this one's not even a console thing yeah and this one isn't even (laughs) which really annoys me yeah Uh, so when i look at this i'm like these are all things that pc players already have fixed if you're installing mods if you're on console this is going to be a great quality of life update to a few things that address the world environment it still doesn't address a lot of the balance issues and a lot of the crafting issues that are coming in the game that are still problems like feeling like you 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 have to spec into into certain types of abilities Mm -hmm. that don't necessarily want to because the game forces you if you want to have decent progress like I just, I, I yeah. absolutely hate yeah. that that is the, that the balance is so, so unkempt for this. So that's why I'm trying to understand when I look at these patch notes, why they're being so cheeky with the RP in it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I come back to that, to that feeling of like, they are not hubris enough. There's not enough under, they're, they're losing that sense of like, we screwed up and they're trying to present this as this is going to be an amazing update for everyone. And I'm like, this is not going to be an amazing update for PC players. It's going to be a good update for console players, but there's still a long road ahead. And if you guys are going to keep bringing this RP stuff and these things that don't feel fleshed out, I'm going to be, I'm going to be even more upset next time because it doesn't feel like you're really looking at the issues. Right. Angel El Taco in chat says, I want to sit and eat something I bought and not it go into inventory. You know, yeah. like that's the kind of stuff people want. They want to be able to walk to a vendor order something, sit down, watch the guy make it, feed it to him, listen to the conversation that your neighbor's having, maybe chime in a little bit and have them say, shut up and eat your food, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. that kind of stuff. That's what people want. Um, uh, but if maybe they're not interested in making that game, maybe they're just not interested. Um, the other thing, Logan, is that this just doesn't feel like the kind of update that you get after two months of putting the entire team on patching the game. Like no. a team like this that can say, okay, we've postponed this game two more months 
in order to add polish and, and some of these other things. I guarantee you the two months that they delayed it, they didn't make four little updates like this in the two months, right? Because they probably had most of their team working on that. And I think that's, that's where some of this is going as well is that people are going, this is, they're acting like we are five yards from the finish line, but the community is like, guys, we're only 70% of the way there like from the thing that we really thought we were getting. And that's the problem is they're going, Oh, we've run about 2% away from our finish line. And the community is going try 30%. Like we're not there. <laughs> like the story was great, but we want to live in this world. And they're going, do you really? Because here's some more things that help you play the game. And the community is going, no, we want to live in this world. Let us live in this world. Let us keep coming back to this game. And if they did that, right they would be able to monetize that in a way that would continue selling copies of the game, be able to sell things in game, all of these wonderful things and not just rely on story updates in DLC. And then all of a sudden you'd end up with, with something that was way bigger and could last a lot longer because like, like, you know, I have said the bones are good. You know, there's, there's a world there. There's a city there. It's really cool. The characters are great. The gunplay feels really good. The driving could use some improvements, but other than that, there's lots of cool vehicles. There's, there's lots of cool places to go. There's when the bones are there, if they want this to be huge, they could make it huge and they could meet the role play, uh, thing that people are asking for. It's just a question of, do they really want to get there or not? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent behind you on that. It, this is, this is one of those instances where I'm mad at what they're offering us. And this is just an insight. So this is not the, the day of patch notes that we're reading. This is just what they wanted to give us an idea of. So I hope that they take the feedback from what people asked for in the comments now. And, and I will, I will point to your DMS. If you have a chance to, to see if you can pull up this image, if you can pull up this image that I sent you, that'd be awesome. But if okay. this is just the, the insight to what's going to be coming, and there's a lot more behind this that addresses the other issues, mm -hmm. then I think it'll be great to know that 1.2 is going to be better. But if this is everything with a couple crash and bug fixes, this is definitely not the, the 1.2 um, that they should be pushing out. They should be holding on to this and, and continue to not put out a release date because even with... We're making a 1.11 or something. You know? Yeah, like make it a one uh, one point one point or a one point one three. You know, have this be one point one three, and yeah. and it comes with bug fixes and stuff. But I would also like to see exactly what they plan on working on after this. Give me a list of the the other known issues that they want to uh, bring into the game that will be coming in the next update. Uh -huh. uh, and, and if I can come up with better fixes for the the systems the fixes that they're that they're suggesting here then i already have issues on how long they're taking to build out this like how much time are they spending on discussing the issues what the root of the problem is how they can build that system up to be better for the long run instead of just coming up with slider fixes for some of these or key binding fixes in the menu like i, I don't know how much time they're spending on that but right the comments speak well to <laughs> Speaking. What, what the people want speaking of comments 
uh, Dionia28. We demand dum dum romance. Is this what you wanted me to show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great comment. Somebody Great wants comment. somebody wants a dum dum romance. That's nice. Dum dum needs love yeah. too. That's the kind of that's the kind of content that people are asking for. They want Goro romance. They want dum dum romance. They want to be able to walk. <laughs> yeah. They want be able to rp in this world they want really good stories and that's when they're like yeah we're coming up with a rock and roll system really really that's the thing that you thought everyone wanted from the game mm. i feel like you guys are not listening yeah yeah addressing just the game bugs uh isn't gonna meet what people want and, and that's i mean that's the whole summary of everything we've talked about here right is that yep. people don't want people don't want gamified solutions to game problems they want a world that they can rp in and I don't know what else to say. Like, that's what people want. And you can either decide to give them to them or not. So if that's not what you want to deliver, then that's fine. But just tell us, <laughs> let us know. Like, hey, the extent of the, the updates for this will be mechanical implementations of things to make the gun game run better. And then we're going to add more story bits. That's cool. That's fine. I might, I might play through the other story bits. But I'm, I'm no longer expecting this to be a world that I'm going to live in, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. but maybe but you know maybe maybe this is just maybe what happened. And this is the I, we're kind of running out of time on this because we're we've, we're coming up on our next show. The the Mass Effect Lorecast is actually launching today. So if anybody's interested in that, go go check that out. It will be available soon. It won't be available up yet, but our live version of it will be up on the stream. Um, but the maybe the world evolved around CD Projekt Red and they weren't ready for it, because when you think about how long ago this game was announced and then how much time they spent developing it in that time, we had we had the rise of Destiny. We had the rise of um, basically these games that were, uh, you know, products as services games. They're not MMOs. But they're they are games that you can keep playing and keep coming back to. And that there's going to be a little uh, Sea of Thieves, same kind of thing, right? You do a Sea of Thieves podcast. Sea of Thieves is not a game where you play through just you just play through the main story once and then that's it. You can do lots of other things. You can unlock lots of other things. They add other stories and events and everything keeps moving, keeps moving, keeps moving, keeps bringing people back to the games. There are a dozen good games like that out there now that people are playing these games as service model and that's the way the community is treating this is they want this to become that, but we're not getting the sense that that's what CD project red wants to make. I can, I speak to just as, cause you brought up sea of thieves. And I think that, mm -hmm. that that's a situation where that's kind of a good way to show uh, a mediocre response to a, a change for greatness. When sea of thieves launched uh, March 20th, 2018, uh, that game was met with mixed reception. A lot of the things that people were saying, where's the content? Good Bones, where's the content? Right. CDPR is in the same situation right now. The difference I'm seeing is the earnestness in desire to fix what was wrong. When Rare saw the reception, they came out after the first week when they'd fixed the server so everyone could stay online and they weren't losing gold. They came out and said, we're, we're just, we're tearing up and throwing out the roadmap that we had. We've got three huge updates and small updates mixed in between that are going to be coming out 
by the end of the year with two more updates planned after in the following year. And they held to that. Within the first two months, they had their first big update. And it was a big update for what brought content to the world. The update after that came two months after that, and it was exceptionally well-received, aside from timings. The update after that brought in an entire new zone into the game and added a whole bunch of functionality along with a new ship type. That was within like the first eight months of this game being launched. CDPR has launched this in December. It is now March. Where are the big content drops? Where are the significant changes to improve the game? What are you doing? I understand you're working from home. Everyone is working from home. I understand your servers got hacked and encrypted and you had to go to backups. How long did that actually take? Everyone is still remoting in. It wasn't like someone burned down the building. Yeah. What are you guys doing? And let us know if there's something that we need to just sit back and wait for. And let us know that you were addressing the biggest concerns. Because I love this game and I will stick with it. But I got to know that you have the same enthusiasm for it as I do instead of this slider BS that you're bringing in for these <laughs> quality of life changes. Right. I don't care about sliders. I want to see impactful changes to the systems. Right. So that's I'll right. stop beating Roach. He's dead. I'm going to leave him <laughs> on the floor. I'm going to leave yeah, it for now. Roach, Roach can climb down off the ceiling, uh, whatever. <laughs> like we're, we're done with him. Um, but yeah, the yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, more clear messaging is always better. And I think that's, I, I, I think the demands of what people are asking for are a little bit more than what, what they're used to having to deal with. And so, you know, just let us know. Let us know. Are, are you going to build this out in the way that a lot of people have been asking for it for you to or not? And if you're not, that's fine. Just tell us exactly what we're going to get. You know, that's cool. I mean, yeah. That's fine. So, all right. Well, Logan, I think we've, I think we've put our opinions out on the table. Guys, if you have any thoughts on any of this, please let us know. You can always reach out to us on discord at the uh, cyberpunk lore um, discord, or I'm sorry, discord on the robots radio discord channel or Twitter on at cyberpunk lore. I'm confused the two. Uh, so come join us on discord or talk to us on Twitter. And um, Logan, you got anything else to, to say before we wrap this up? It's, Sea of Thieves third anniversary. The game is getting closer to its second battle pass season. I've had so much fun. They just put in an event that commemorated the death of one of their uh, studio members. Oh yeah. And that. it brought me to tears, dude. I'm not oh, going to lie. It's yeah. a, it's a very involved thing. Uh, it, there's no reward behind it except just experiencing it. But God, I wept. I wept like hard. In a, in a, in a party chat with 10 other people, like oh, man. it was, it was really, really moving. And, uh, it, the, the game is just, I just absolutely love that game. It's what I want cyberpunk to be, but with cyberpunk awesomeness. Yeah. And I just like, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of Sea of Thieves. So, um, I'll be talking about that in the next Keelhauled podcast episode that's coming up this week. So, uh, if you guys want to know more about that, um, listen to Keelhauled. If you're interested, it's in the, the Keelhauled channel and the, the robots radio discord server as well, too. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. My uh, son and I have been enjoying it with our community. Toasty's joined us, uh, helped help teach us some of the things that are going on in there. Uh, so we'll be playing that again this week during the daytimes, uh, usually 3.30 when we're able to get on at 3.30 uh, during the week. That's usually most days during the week. 
um, maybe a little bit earlier tomorrow since he's got, uh, you know, he's coming off a of spring break, but he's got like a half day tomorrow still. So kids, kids getting like all sorts of time off. <laughs> so we'll, we'll be jumping in game during the afternoon. Um, and then after this, the launch of the mass effect lore cast, they've got the, uh, man, they're, they're, it's, and it's not a remake. It's a re whatever. I always forget the word Master. remaster. They're remastering the first three games that's coming out in May. So just a few months from now. And, um, I'm I'm hoping to play through them all again. Uh, and then Kung Fu Kangaroo is going to join me on the show. He's got all sorts of really cool thoughts and details about lore. So that stuff is coming up in 10 minutes. So we'll be back in just 10 minutes. And if you aren't able to catch that live, it will be available on all sorts of podcasters and things like that. Probably in the next week and a half to two weeks. Sometimes it takes a little while for them to actually put it out there. But we're going to get it up there as soon as possible. And you guys can check that out. And so come and if you're in chat right now, stay and hang out with us. I'll, I'll put up a little away sign for a little bit and then you can come join us on the show. I hope you guys enjoy it. And thank you, as always, Logan, for being here and listeners and viewers. Thank you for being here. And, um, you know, fingers crossed that we we get updates that we're still hoping to get. We're just going to see where this goes. So let's we'll keep riding this crazy cyberpunk machine. You know, we're going to see what happens. Heck we're yeah. not going anywhere. Um, I'm still jacked in. We're still jacked in. So we'll see you again next week. And until then, stay safe in Night City. See you guys later. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network. Smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean? to have a voice. And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words! He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, we've all got the creeps going. I love it so much. All right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. Even support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons & Dragons podcast. 
This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set Podcast. You know how, like, poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So, it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. <laughs> So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for Prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Nicola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, from Soft Lorecast, available everywhere.